The following message is from the audio ministry of Coastal Community Church. We trust you'll find it helpful and encouraging. Now, here's Pastor Chris Rollins. Good morning. I'm Pastor Chris. Welcome to Coastal Community Church. Glad to have you uh, with us today. Again, appreciate you uh, braving the weather out there today and uh, coming to church with us today uh, as we uh, are in week two of this series called I Will. Uh, next Sunday is going to be a lot of fun too. As Ryan said, it's a life group Sunday. Going to have the giant tent outside. Uh, it's almost like a, like a job fair for uh, small groups and all the booths will have, all the groups in our church representing that catalog. Uh, we'll have tables out underneath the tent. They're gonna have refreshments. You get to vote on the best booth and the best snack and all that kind of stuff and uh, sign up for a life group. So uh, it's gonna be awesome. And, and uh, as a result, really, of all these people already giving their lives to Christ here at our church, on Super Bowl Sunday, February the 5th, uh, we're having a baptism. And uh, so we're excited about it. They got a bunch of students getting baptized, a bunch of other people. And uh, so if you're interested in participating in that, again, just check out uh, the Connect card. Well, uh, today, um, uh, I want to challenge you to make a commitment that you probably would not expect to hear in church, especially uh, in the South. Uh, it is this I will get healthy. I will get healthy. Um, it was exactly one year ago uh, that we kicked off 2016. Uh, with a sermon series entitled Get Fit. Uh, we talked about uh, starting the new year off right and getting fit, getting fit relationally, uh, getting fit uh, spiritually, getting fit financially, and yes, getting fit physically. Now, I, I pulled out my sermon from last year, and here is exactly how I began uh, that sermon one year ago. Okay, so listen to this. Let me begin today by making a couple of observations. I'm sure some of you are looking at me and you're thinking, who does Pastor Chris think he is talking about getting fit physically? He is not exactly the picture of health. And I would respond by saying, you're right. You're right. There are many of you here who are far more qualified to talk about this subject than me. In fact, I just want to be honest with you today. Being overweight has been a painful, personal, and lifelong struggle for me. Everyone has their areas of struggle and weakness, and this is mine. In fact, at the age of 12, my dad died basically from obesity. He was morbidly obese, opted for a form of geriatric surgery that is no longer performed today called an intestinal bypass surgery. He lost an enormous amount of weight in a very short period of time, but there are complications involving most of his internal organs, and he died. So here I am at 40 years of age, needing to lose well over 100 pounds. The truth is, I've lost and gained a small country over my lifetime. Ultimately, I know that diets don't work. I'm living proof of that. You name the diet, I've probably been on it, and even lost some weight on it. I'm learning that it's a lifestyle. I don't want to be just another fat preacher who rants and raves about all other sin, but won't point the finger at his own. And most importantly, I want to be around as long as I can, living out God's purposes for my life and enjoying my family and the life that God has given me for as long as I can. So, keep me in your prayers, encourage me, feel free to ask me how I'm doing, I'll report to you periodically. Punch me in the face if you see me eating something unhealthy. <laughs> I'd love for you to join me in this journey. So, that was exactly one year ago. Um, now, let me begin by saying several things today. 
Uh, I am still on that journey. I'm still on that path, and I am definitely not the expert. Uh, It is a daily struggle, a daily commitment, and a daily choice. And I've got a long way to go. I I really do. And I've got a lot to learn. I'm learning a lot all the time. Uh, Truthfully, what I am learning and discovering is that being healthy, being healthy, uh, it is a journey. It's not a destination. No one, no matter who you are, actually ever arrives. Uh, It's a lifestyle. It is. It's a lifestyle of continual discovery and continual growth. But I want to encourage you a little bit this morning that if, if Pastor Chris can do it, uh, if I can get on this journey, anybody can. Anybody can. And I want to show you a couple of pictures uh, from last year. Um, these pictures are actually uh, exactly one year apart. Uh, the picture on the left is, uh, I don't know why they both happen to have me wearing Clemson stuff. I'm not sure about that. Anyway, uh, but the one on the left is me at the national championship game a year ago, one year ago in Arizona, and then the one on the right is actually from last week uh, when we won the national championship. And yes, I'm holding a Chick-fil-A biscuit shaped in the, in the form of a tiger paw, but I did not eat it. You can ask the staff. They, they ate it. I care about my body, not theirs. And uh, so anyway, um, you know, I got to thinking about that. You know, if, um, if winning the national championship, if, if losing weight was all it would have t- taken, I would have done that a long time ago. But anyway, um, and then I did bring something else this morning. Um, these are my pants uh, from a year ago. So uh, I could actually put them on, but um, anyway. Um, so as of right now, um, I've lost a total of 85 pounds, and I still want to lose about another... Um, thank you. Uh, but I do, I have a long way to go, and, uh, but I'm definitely on the journey. And uh, today I want to talk about getting healthy, though, getting healthy. Um, 3 John, verse 2 uh, probably a verse many of you didn't even know was in the Bible, uh, is, is my prayer today, and I want to talk about this. Uh, Dear friend, I am praying all is well with you, and then listen to this, and that your body is as healthy as I know your soul is. That your body is as healthy as your soul. Again, did you even know that was in the Bible? Third John verse 2. You know, churches, we talk a lot about, you know, the health of our soul, and we should, we should, but not to the neglect of, of ever talking about our physical health. You know, getting healthy, and that's the focus today, is so much more you know, than just losing weight and getting in shape, although that's a, a great part of it. Getting healthy in my mind, and this is what I want you to hear loud and clear today, is really about living the life that God created us to live. You know, it's about not missing out on anything that God has in store for us. You know, I don't know about you, but I just, I've gotten to the point in my life where I don't want my physical well-being to hinder or get in the way of anything that God might have in store for me. You know, God wants us to live life to the fullest. You know, one of our theme verses here at Coastal is, Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. God wants that for us. You know, God wants us to have, to experience that abundant life that Jesus talked about. So, to do that, to do that, we got to get healthy. And, uh, you know, no longer, well, I I might or I should. Man, make the commitment today. I will, I will. So where do you start? What do you do? Well, number one, to get started, first of all, I think, and this is not a place that you might think about, but I think we got to develop a right way of thinking, a theology of the body. 
a theology of our bodies. Now, not a religion of our body where we worship the body. There's plenty of that today. But I'm talking about a theology of our body where we begin to think seriously about how much our bodies matter to God and we change our mindset and our attitude about the way we view our physical health. Here's the truth. God cares about every part of your life. You can't just segment it, okay? Including what you do with your body. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 says, for don't you know that your what? Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you, who is given to you by God. So you don't belong to yourself. You don't belong to yourself. God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your what? Your body. If you're a follower of Jesus, the Bible is very clear about this. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. When you became a follower of Jesus, when that light got turned on in, in your heart and your mind, when you went from death to life, the Spirit of God took residence in your life. And God wants to work through your body. Listen to me for a second, Coastal. This is not God's house. This is not holy. You are. This is. This is, this is God's house. You, your physical body is where God lives. And so the question is, for all of us, how are we treating God's house? You know, it really is a matter of stewardship. Stewardship. God loans us these physical bodies for 70, 80, maybe 90 years. We don't know how long they're gonna keep working and so it's up to you and me to take care of them. God says, look, I created you. I have a purpose for you. I'm putting my spirit inside of you. And what you do with your body, this temple, it matters. In fact, again, who does your, your body belong to? That, that verse says, you don't belong to yourself. If you're a Christian, your body is not yours. It belongs to God. It says here, God bought you with a high price. How much is your body worth? The death of Jesus on the cross. That's the high price. Now, in making this mental shift, this attitude change about our bodies, we gotta, we gotta reject some very unhealthy attitudes that are very prevalent in our culture, in our world today. Here's three unhealthy attitudes about our bodies that we have to get rid of. Number one, I reject my body. That's one unhealthy attitude. Now let's be honest, in our culture, we put way too much emphasis on how we physically look and how other people think about us. In fact, we put so much emphasis on those two things that sometimes, some of you, you look in the mirror and you actually hate yourself. In other words, what I'm saying is you reject your physical appearance. You look in the mirror, you don't like what you see, and you just beat yourself up over it to the point where you become dissatisfied with the very person that God created you to be. And some of you here today struggle with that and you have your whole life. You beat yourself up because you think you're ugly, you think you're unattractive. Some of you have an eating disorder that resulted from that, that mindset, that attitude. And you're, you're, the problem is you're trying to fit yourself into somebody else's definition of beauty today. And it's a death sentence. Man, you're, you're gonna be living a miserable life for the rest of your life if you buy into this world's idea of beauty. So that's, that's one attitude that we gotta get rid of. I reject my body. Number two, we go to the other extreme that says I perfect my body. And this is another prevailing view in our society. And what I'm saying is that this is where we actually worship our bodies, okay? Instead of worshiping the creator, we worship his creation. And we try to perfect our bodies. In fact, we worship perfect bodies and we've created such a 
perfect image of what that should look like that nobody can ever live up to it. Now, there's a third uh, unhealthy view today, an attitude, a mindset that's pretty popular, and that is, number three, I neglect my body. And honestly, this is probably, uh, was my attitude for most of my life, and it just simply says, hey, it really doesn't matter. You know, just do whatever you want, eat whatever you want, as long as you want, whenever you want, regardless of the consequences. I neglect my body. Now, all three of those mindsets, all three of those attitudes are unhealthy and they create all kinds of problems. Instead, we have to create a new mindset, a new attitude, and that is this. I maximize my body. That means I don't neglect my body. I don't hate my body. I don't compare my body to anybody else. I'm not obsessed with it, but I see my body. I see this physical temple as a gift from God, and I try to treat it the very best that I can. I want to make the best I can of my body with God's help, for God's purposes. Look at Psalm 139, verses 13 through 14. For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, listen to this, because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Turn to your neighbor right now and say, you're beautiful. Go ahead and do that right now. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. And if you're single today, you're welcome. There you go. I created a little, little relationship there for you really quickly. Um, listen, uh, true beauty is not determined by the cover of a magazine. It's determined by God. Now, once you begin to work on that foundation, that attitude, that, that mental shift, understanding that this is God's temple, you move on to step number two, which is honestly assess my situation. Honestly assess my situation. Notice the key word there I think is honestly because here's what we all have a tendency to do. We deceive ourselves. We deceive ourselves. Proverbs 21.2, listen to this. People may be right in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their heart. In other words, you can fool everybody all the time, but you can't fool God. In other words, God knows the truth and you need people in your life to help you see the truth as well. So, what do you and I need to do to honestly assess our health? Let me give you some suggestions this morning, some practical tips. Maybe you need to get on the scale. Maybe you need to get on the scale. You just gotta see where you're at. You know, that, honestly, that's one of the things in the, in the beginning that kind of pushed me over the edge. I saw that I had, had hit a certain point. You know, I, I weighed the heaviest I've ever weighed in my entire life, and finally, that hit me square in the eye, and I said, I gotta do something. Maybe you need to go see a doctor and get a physical. Men, we need to go see a doctor and get a physical. Um, maybe you need to get your blood work done, get your cholesterol checked, get your blood pressure checked. Maybe you need to go see a trainer where you assess where you're at uh, physically. And let, let me say this too, by the way. Just because you don't need to lose weight, that doesn't mean that you're healthy. That doesn't mean that you don't need to get checked by a doctor. You know what you could be? In our Bod for God group, we learned this. You could be skinny fat. Skinny fat. You know, your cholesterol is still high. You can't walk up a flight of stairs without losing your breath. You know, you're not overweight, but you're not healthy either. An, an important part of honest assessment, especially in the beginning, um, or if you've hit a plateau, and you might want to write this down, it's not on your notes, but calculate how much you eat, 
and exercise each day. Calculate how much you eat and how much you exercise each day. Because listen to me, if you don't write it down, if you don't calculate it, here's what I've discovered. You probably eat far more and far worse than you think you do. Or you actually end up exercising far less than you think you do. Again, you know what we do? We deceive ourselves. We lie to ourselves. And periodically, I think this is important, to face the truth. Now, there are a lot of great apps that are out there to help you do this. Fitbit's got a great one. Um, when, when I st- first started working out at Chucktown Fitness, um, I got a personal trainer. In fact, my personal trainer is here today, Hannah Dunbar. Everybody wave, wave at Hannah. Wave, there she is. Woo! Now, look at her. She looks so pretty and cute and loving now. She's not. She's a beast. She is mean. She will kick your tail. Anyway, um, but uh, she made me write down everything that I ate for two weeks. If I bite it, I had to write it, okay? I literally had to take a picture of everything that I ate and uh, send it to her. And it, it, it added a whole level of accountability, you know, that I, I was accountable to somebody. I had to, so start, you know, change your mind, assess your situation. Number three, eat healthier and eat less. You know, people all the time, Pastor Chris, what's your secret? What's your secret? There's not a secret. Eat healthier, eat less. Now, I want you to notice here, I did not use the word diet. Okay, I'm not talking about a diet. Long term, we all know this, right? Diets don't work. Long term, potions, pills, powders, they don't work. Why? Because you can't live that way. You can't live that way forever. What I'm talking about is just being able to honor God by thinking about how much you put into your body every day and what you, what you put into your body every day. By the way, when I say eat less, I'm not talking about starving yourself. But I am talking about portion control. You know, statistics now show that over, listen to this, over 30% of Americans are obese. I'm not talking about being overweight, obese. And part of our problem, honestly, we, it's just the portion, it's just the amount of food that we eat. Our portions have gotten larger and larger and larger. How, how big is your stomach? Anybody know? the size of your fist. And we eat the size of our head, don't we, every day at our meals, don't we? So basically, if you eat more than the size of your fist, you're overeating. We've got to learn portion control. That's one of my big weaknesses. Look at this next verse, 1 Corinthians 10, 31. This is really interesting. Whatever you what? Eat or drink. Whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So the next time you go to the grocery store, before you check out, man, you look at the food you put in your cart and you ask yourself, does this food bring glory to God? Parents, before you feed your children, you ask yourself, does this bring glory to God? And, and I, I would encourage you, man, experiment. Man, I've tried more foods in the last year than I've eaten my entire life. Eat more fresh fruits and vegetables. You know, here, here's, a, here's a key. Eat foods that are God-made and less foods that are man-made. Eat fruits, uh, fruits and vegetables and foods from a plant and not processed in a plant, okay? You know, eating right, this is what I'm learning, eating right is not about making your life miserable. In fact, it's just the opposite. You know, enjoy, experiment. It's really about setting limits, it's about being disciplined, uh, it's about moderation, Moderation. 1 Corinthians 6.12, look at this. It says, you may say, hey, I'm allowed to do anything, but I reply, not everything is good for you. In other words, sure, 
you know, food in and of itself, it's not evil, it's not sinful, there's nothing wrong with it, but not everything is good for you. And even though I'm allowed to do anything, don't become slave to anything. Now, some of us, myself included, if we're honest, at times, we have been slaves to food. Again, even though food in and of itself is not wrong, but when it becomes our master, and we overeat, and we overeat, and we keep overeating, we've crossed the line, and we're sinning. And it becomes our master, and we're slaves to it. Let me, let me add one more suggestion before I leave this. Drink more water. All of us, drink more water. In fact, when you get up in the morning, you know, the first 30 minutes of you getting up in the morning, drink a glass of water just to get your metabolism going. The average adult body is 50 to 65% water. It's higher for children and infants. You cannot overestimate the importance of how water affects every system in the human body. And most of us regularly, regularly walk around in a state of dehydration. That's where a lot of your soreness, a lot of your, uh, your headaches are coming from. One small positive change for life we could all make is just to drink more water. Number four, stay active and exercise regularly. Stay active and rec- exercise regularly. As a nation, we are less physically active than we've ever been in our history. Uh, Listen to this, 62% of American adults do not engage in any vigorous leisure time physical activity at all. In other words, that means over 62% of us do absolutely nothing to exercise or use our bodies. Now, one big reason for that appears to be our friends, TV and computer. Um, According to the Nielsen Company, the average American watches more than four hours of TV a day. Now, if you put that back to back, that's two consecutive months of watching TV over the course of a year, and in a 65-year lifespan, we will have spent almost nine months continually plugged in and glued to a screen. Now, let me be clear. Nothing wrong with watching television. Nothing wrong with surfing the web. It's not a sin. Again, you know, in and of itself, it's not bad, but when watching something or staying on the computer leads to never never being active at all with your life and living the life that God wants you to live. That's a problem. Something's wrong with that. You see, again, as believers, as Christians, we gotta wake up to the fact that God has given us our bodies, they're on loan to us, and they've been designed by him to move. And the more you move, the more you lose, the better you'll feel the healthier you will be. Studies have shown that exercise lowers stress. It gets rid of uh, harmful chemicals in your body. It provides a way for you to to let off steam. It helps reduce the risk of psychological and physical illness. Let me me give you some suggestions here. Number one, just get started. Just get started. That's half the battle, isn't it? You You know, this is what people say, well, I just don't have the time. Well, would you rather exercise for one hour a day or be dead 24 hours a day? Okay? You know, just get started. That's half the battle. Here's the other thing I would say. Just get moving. Just get moving. Movement is exercise. You know, park further away. Instead of, you know, think about all the stress and headaches you would just, you know, ease all the tension in your life would just set set yourself free. Is that when you went to Walmart, you would just know, I'm going to park in the back and I'm going to walk. You know, and all that tension will be gone if you just know that's what you're going to do. Get moving. Get moving. You know, take the stairs. Don't take the elevator. And then the third thing I would say about this is get creative. 
get creative. I mean, if you're going to exercise long-term, if it's going to be a habit, you've you got to find something that you enjoy. You know, you, some of you would, would enjoy going to a gym. Go to a gym. Some of you enjoy kayaking. Some of you enjoy jogging. Just get walking. You say, well, Pastor Chris, you know, I, I can only walk to the end of the street. Well, that's, that's where you get started. You do that. That's all. When I got started a year ago, it was so embarrassing. It, it was like, I'm like, my goodness, I can barely walk to the stop sign and back. And, and just, but you got to get started. You know, so get started, get moving, get creative. Listen to this. Studies have been done on people who have lost large amounts of weight. 80% of people who lose large amounts of weight gain it back within a year. Gain it back. But 20% do keep it off. Now, the studies show um, some common denominators among those 20% who lost a large amount of weight and then kept it off. Four things, four common denominators that they found. Listen to this, 78% of those that kept their weight off long-term eat a healthy breakfast every day. Wow. And they mean, you know, a low-fat, high-protein kind of breakfast. This is for people who kept their weight off long-term. The majority, I mean, you know, I don't want to embarrass anybody, but how many of you just, you just don't eat breakfast, right? Okay, here's the next common denominator. Um, this one's interesting. Again, 62% watch less than 10 hours of TV a week. Now, again, the issue is not that TV makes us fat. It's just that, like me, though, if you're like me, when you're sitting watching TV, what do you tend to do while you're watching TV? Just eat, right? You do that? Come on. Um, and then here's, the, here's another interesting one. Okay, so uh, they, um, what is it? Eat a healthy breakfast. Uh, they, oh, here's one. 75% weigh themselves at least once a week. Now, and again, they said it's not that they, people were, you know, obsessive about this, because obviously, you know, if you know, your weight kind of fluctuates from day to day, but they, they regularly weigh themselves just to keep track of where they were. So eat a healthy breakfast, weigh themselves, less, watch less than 10 hours of TV a week. And then the last one was 90%, 90% exercise on average about an hour a day. That might not be, you know, a full hour all at one time, but on average, over a course of a week, they exercise an hour a day. Four common denominators. Finally, number five, build a supportive team. Build a supportive team. Now, I know for some of you, this can be very tough. We don't like to admit we need help, uh, especially guys. You know, we want to handle things on our own, but the wise person, the person who's going to do this for the long haul, has some support in their life. Uh, people praying for them, people checking up on them. Proverbs fifteen twenty two: plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisor, advisors, they succeed. That was so great, you know, this, about our Bod for God group, you know, last year, um, that, you know, every week we'd show up, we got good information, there was accountability, there was weigh-in, we were on a team, you had to look people in the eye and, you know, talk about, you know, your weight. Let, let, let me ask you, personally, think about this. Who is in your life that you can turn to for help? And who's on your team when it comes to your health? You know, maybe you've got to add some more people to your team. Maybe, again, you've got to add a doctor to your team. A doctor who's willing to take the time with you, get your metrics under control, your cholesterol, your blood pressure, all those things. Again, maybe you need to join the gym and see a physical trainer who can push you physically and assess you, you know, like where you're at. Maybe you need a nutritionist. Maybe you need to talk to somebody, get some advice on, you know, healthier ways to eat. Um, maybe you need a sponsor. You know, maybe your issue has been, you know, an addiction. 
And uh, maybe you had a sponsor, you need to reconnect with that sponsor. Maybe you need a prayer partner. Maybe you need a friend or a family member who's going to join you in this journey. But build a team. Build a team. As we wrap up today, I want to challenge you to do some uh, serious self-reflection today and this year. And again, I am not the expert, and I am, I got a long way to go. But I also believe there's not a person listening to me today who doesn't have some area in their life where they need to improve as well. We all do. You know, every one of us here today, we all have a next step to take in this area. You know, maybe, maybe your next step really has been your mind. You know, you've got kind of everything else under control, but you've forgotten that, you know what? This isn't mine. This belongs to God. You know, maybe for you, is you, 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 you need to assess where you're at. You need to go see a doctor. You need to go see a trainer. You need to go, you know, kind of get, be honest with yourself. You've got to get on that scale. Maybe for you, it's eating. It's exercise. We all have a next step to take. My challenge to all of us today is to make a decision to honor God with our bodies and to make this commitment. I will get healthy in 2017. Now, let's end where we started. 3 John, verse 2. Dear friend, I am praying that all is well with you. And that your body is as healthy as I know your soul is. I can't leave today without asking you that question. How is your soul? How is your soul? Because that's all this is, you know, this is just, uh, you know, the outward temple of the Holy Spirit of God. You know, does his spirit live in you yet? Because he doesn't live here unless you've invited him to. And I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about church attendance. I'm talking about a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus never claimed to be a great man or a great teacher, although sure, he was both. But he claimed to be our Savior. He claimed to be the Son of God, come as a sacrifice for our sin, yours and mine. And the Holy Spirit of God doesn't live within you until you come to him through faith in his Son, Jesus Christ. And today you could do that. Today you could begin to work on both, you know, your your physical body and your spiritual body. It's, It's one. It's meant to be one. And that, that, would, that could be, and it, and it should be, the most important decision you'd ever walk out of here making today. You give your life to Christ. You step across the line of faith. That is the decision that will not only serve you well in this life, but in the life to come. And it's by faith. It's not by trying to self-improvement. It's not by church attendance. It's receiving Christ and believing in him. And you could do that today. You could do it through a prayer, and I'd like to step you through that. Bow your heads and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for, um, thank you for this journey that, uh, that I've been on this past year. And I thank you for all the encouragement, all the accountability, 
and all the information that um, so many people here at this church who know so much more about this subject than I do um, have helped me and spoken in, into my life. God, I want to live for as long as you would have me on this earth. I want nothing about my physical well-being to hinder me from your plans for my life. You know, until you call me home or Jesus comes again, I want to live that abundant life. And I know, there, I know everybody in this room wants the same thing. And so together, God, we make that commitment that our physical bodies would be as healthy as our spiritual bodies. And God, there's some people here, though, that if the truth were known, their spiritual bodies aren't that healthy either. And I don't know the reason for all that, but you do. Nobody's here by accident today. You're drawing people to yourself. And I pray today there's somebody, a man or a woman who's here, who's ready to, uh, ready to come home. And listen, if that's you, it's just pour out your heart to God right now. Just say, dear Heavenly Father, today I want to come home to you. I do believe. I believe that Jesus really is your son. I believe you sent him to this earth to, in his physical body to pay the price for my sin, my screw up, my, my mistakes. He went to that cross for me. But death could not contain him. He rose from the dead and he is alive. And I believe that today. I put all my faith and trust in him and him alone. And for the rest of my days, God, I just want to follow Jesus. I want to become more and more like you see me every day. I want to become, you know, I want to use this body for your glory. What I do, what I eat, what I say, where I go. I want to be your man, your woman here on this earth for as long as you would have me until you call me home or Jesus comes again. Father, we love you. We pray all these things today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Pastor Chris Rollins of Coastal Community Church. For more information about Coastal or to explore what your next step of faith might look like, check us out online at coastalcommunitychurch.org. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, thanks for listening.